Hello and welcome to our follow-up episode of Walk Into Retirement with a Plan podcast, the real deal on travel. I'm your host, George Ning, and with me today are my colleagues, Andrea Hadlington and Robin McDonald, two of my business development managers colleagues with OTIP. So welcome back, Andrea and Robin, and thank you both for participating in this podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Happy to help out. Yeah, George, it's my pleasure. So in today's edition, we will review the travel section of the RTIP Retirement Guide found on page 12, and also address some of the most common questions pertaining to travel that come up during our live group workshops. We hope that we can help answer some of the questions that you may have. If you have additional questions not covered today, please feel free to attend one of our scheduled live broadcast webinars. This information can be found on our website at www.otip.com forward slash RTIP or call into our Life and Living Benefits line at 1-800-267-6847. Just a reminder that you can download a free copy of the Retirement Guide on the OTIP website. It can be found at www.otip.com forward slash RTIP retirement. I would also add that everything we talk about today also applies to our active retired members. Our members can find more information on the OSSTF website on how to join. It has been a rough couple of months for all of us, and we're all hoping that life will eventually return to normal so that we can go all go back to our daily routines and spend time with our loved ones that we have been separate from. As life returns to normal, those travel plans that have been set aside will become a reality, and we need to plan for it. Planning for that once-in-a-lifetime trip is a big investment. Thus, you want to make sure you have thought of everything. Well, I like to compare buying a trip like buying a stock. What is the geopolitical situation? Will my dollar be affected by currency and exchange rate? Is the airline or hotel company I'm buying through stable or can they go bankrupt? The reality is, folks, just like the stock market, even with a lot of planning, there are so many factors that are out of our control. Therefore, like home and auto or life insurance, we want to minimize or eliminate these risks. This is why travel insurance is so important. I will now pass the microphone to Andrea. Robin, can you talk to us a bit about the main components of the RTIP travel insurance plan? Andrea, it would be my pleasure. Um, First of all, we, we know that retired educators tend to be big travelers. And combined with the fact that travel insurance can be a bit of a minefield, that's why this topic is so important and why we've dedicated this separate podcast just to cover travel insurance. Our deluxe travel insurance benefit has three important components which all work together to give you the adequate coverage you need when you travel, whether you're traveling in the US, Europe, or perhaps to Quebec City. The first point is that this coverage is in each of our three plans. So whether whether you have the $4,000 plan, the $2,500 or $750 plan, you have the same deluxe travel insurance. And our coverage is made up of three distinct parts. First, emergency medical coverage. Second, 24-hour emergency travel assistance. And third, trip cancellation and or trip interruption coverage. Robin, can you please explain exactly what an emergency medical situation is And how the RTIP plan will cover me if I'm a plan holder and something happens? Yes. So emergency medical coverage protects you against the costs of a sudden and unexpected injury, 
or illness which occurs while out of the province. So for example, you are in St. Lucia and you're walking on, on one of those beautiful old cobblestone streets and uh, your ankle goes over, you have a very bad sprain and, and they send you for an x-ray and it turns out to be broken and it has to be set. So there you go, sudden and unexpected medical event. We've had a question about the coverage limits in our emergency medical come up recently, and especially uh, now that people are more alert as to what travel insurance is given the recent uh, COVID-19 pandemic and media uh, commentaries. Our competitors offer a $10 million coverage limit and ours is $2 million. Can you please explain, uh, firstly, do I need $10 million per person per trip? And secondly, what is the highest amount paid out by our tip in this case? Just to assure our members that our product is strong and reliable. Andrea, while it's true that there are policies in the marketplace that offer higher emergency medical limits, it's important to note that from a practical standpoint, $2 million per person per trip is more than ample coverage. Not only that, people who have $10 million of coverage really are overinsured and are paying for that very high limit in their premiums. Now, it may sound odd that I'm suggesting you don't need that much coverage, but you only have to look at how much has been paid out in the last 10 years, for example, to see the facts. For example, OTIP only had one claim back in 2014 over $1 million. Our largest claim last calendar year, for example, was just over 600,000. And the average claim payout under this portion of the policy is under $5,000. So from a practical standpoint, $2 million of coverage for emergency medical is more than adequate. When we talk about travel insurance, um, the RTIP plan in particular, where am I covered under this plan? Oh, that's a good question. So you're covered whether you are out of Ontario within Canada or whether you're out of the country. So let me explain. When we're outside of Ontario within another province or territory, our OHIP coverage covers us for physician services, the cost of a publicly funded hospital, same as it would in Ontario. But there are many things that could occur outside of Ontario which are not covered by OHIP. So for example, ambulance charges, uh, laboratory charges outside of a hospital, etc. And of course, when we're out of Canada, OHIP doesn't cover any emergency medical. So that, that's why it's really important whether you're traveling within Canada or outside of Canada have, to have travel insurance. Excellent. And I think a lot of people don't know that. Um, and it's really important to remember that as of January 1st this year, OHIP does not cover you outside of the province. Correct. Excellent. The 24-hour emergency assistance uh, service that's included in the travel coverage. Maybe you could um, give us an example of how they might assist us out there while we're traveling. This service is a real lifeline. So if you are in a country, uh, it doesn't matter whether there's a language barrier, but let's, let's just assume there is a language barrier and uh, you need emergency medical assistance. Uh, phone the 1-800 number. We will provide translation services. We will tell you where the closest medical clinic is. 
we will phone that medical clinic, tell them you're on the way and arrange for payment so that when you are released, you don't have to worry about paying for the services. Now, something that comes up a lot um, when we're presenting in person to members is what happens if I have a pre-existing condition? Um, a lot of travel plans won't cover us. So maybe you could elaborate on um, the difference between the pre-existing condition and the stability clause that we talk about when we present. Yes. So th- this is where travel insurance can be a real minefield. Many policies do have pre-existing conditions. So for example, I, I take Crestor for, for cholesterol. Some policies in the marketplace which have pre-existing conditions, really then if I have that type of insurance, I'm really limited on my travel because if anything would ever happen to me uh, related to my heart, for example, I, I wouldn't be covered. And so let me repeat, we do not have a pre-existing condition. What we do have is a stability clause. Very simply, you should only travel when you're well. Now, we're only looking at the last 90 days of your medical. So assuming that there's been no change in your medical situation, no increase in medication, no new tests you need in the last 90 days, you're free to travel. Robin, um, the stability clause that you're talking about, can you give us an example of something that may render my condition unstable? Yes. So let's say you've booked a cruise for January and um, come November ahead of your cruise, you start to have some dizzy spells, vision problems, and you head to your physician. Now, in many cases, you need to see a specialist, but unfortunately that doesn't happen right away and you can't get into the specialist's office until February, supposedly after your cruise. Well, right there, you're not stable. Something is going on with your medical situation. It's not really known. Uh, You shouldn't travel. On the other hand, uh, if you have regular blood work, now I'll use myself as an example, every two or three months, I'm borderline diabetic. So every couple of months, I go in for a regular blood test. That's fine. That doesn't knock me out of my stability clause. However, if something comes up during that blood work, my my doctor phones me and says, you better come in, we're going to change some medication. That event of changing my medication then knocks me into being unstable. Excellent. I think that helps a lot of people understanding exactly what the stability clause in the Arctic plan is. Yeah, they're finding out how unhealthy I am. (laughs) Uh, Trip cancellation and trip interruption. Uh, Many people see this terminology when they're booking their trips or they see it in credit card travel insurance coverages. Maybe you could elaborate on each of these so that our members can understand what the differences are and what the coverage limits are. So why don't we start with an example of a trip cancellation, and then we'll talk about a trip interruption case. Andrea, so our trip cancellation coverage provides for $6,000 per person per trip. Now, here's how this works. You've booked a trip. Let's say it's a condo you're going to rent in Florida. You're all set to go, but uh, two weeks prior to your departure, a medical event occurs in your life. You're not able to go. You're not well. So that's the 90-day stability clause. However, you're not going to get a refund 
for whatever reason, because that's just the way that rental worked, you're out all of that money. So you could apply for the trip cancellation coverage. Thanks, Robin. And then with respect to trip interruption, what would be a case where I would claim under this coverage? Sure. Well, trip interruption implies that you're already on your trip. And then for some reason, let's say it's a medical reason, or perhaps what we've recently experienced with the COVID-19, there's a travel advisory that you have to return home. Your trip is cut short and there are non-refundable expenses involved. Those non-refundable expenses can be claimed under trip interruption coverage up again, up to $6,000 per person per trip. So we heard that uh, recently some retirement insurance plan companies, uh, the providers changed their policies on trip interruption during the COVID-19 pandemic. Is this something that you are able to elaborate on for our members just to clarify how we stood in this case? Yes. Now, this was a bit of an alarming event for not our insureds, but many people in Ontario and actually Alberta who were insured elsewhere. After the federal government travel advisory on March 13th, they received notification from their insurer that they had to return home within 10 days or risk losing their insurance. Andrea, this is why you buy travel insurance. You, you buy it for peace of mind. And one of the things that OTIP can provide is that you trust OTIP. And we did not make this change in our policy. So we gave our insureds plenty of time to get home, as they should have, but we did not impose a 10-day limit. One of the great things about the RTIP travel coverage is that there's a 95-day coverage limit per person per trip. Sometimes snowbirds, for example, might be gone longer than 95 days. Can we talk about how we can extend that 95-day coverage for people whose trips will be longer than three months? Yes, absolutely. And that's an important feature of our plan. First of all, that we have 95 days. It's one of the longest time frames in the industry. But let's say you have a trip planned and you, you know right off the bat, you're going to be maybe there for 120 days. So there's two ways to extend your coverage. One, call us. We're going to put you in touch with our secondary travel insurance company. They're called 21st Century. Give them a call. They will arrange to sell you a top-up travel plan. Now, that top-up travel portion of your plan is based on your medical. So if for some reason you couldn't qualify for the top-up insurance, the other way to extend your 95 days is to come back to your home province. Just come back. That restarts the 95 days. So you could quite literally fly into Toronto or Buffalo, New York, come across the border, purchase something, have some receipt that, and proof that you were back in Ontario and you can head right back to the airport. Sometimes we have a question about whether or not there's an additional cost for the travel insurance component. At, at what point would there ever be additional cost? Well, there is no additional cost for our deluxe travel insurance within our policy. And it's part and parcel of the policy. And, and really, unless you're going to be longer than 95 days, there's no need for you to shell out any money. Not only that, Andrea, our policy has no age limit. So quite often you'll see other snowbirds, mid-70s, by the time they get into their mid-70s, the cost of their travel insurance becomes prohibitive. 
you'll never have that problem because it's our, our, our plan is included in your premium. So you're taken care of for life. So Robin, that was a great information. Now, when I'm ready to leave on vacation, should I be calling OTIP to let them know my travel plans? Uh, George, there's no need to do that. We, we don't keep track of, you know, when our clients leave the country. You have travel protection. You've got the peace of mind that you can go at any point in time. Your travel coverage travels with you, whether you're going to another province or to another country. Now, a hypothetical question. I've just been told by my doctor that I need a knee replacement. Can I still travel? George, that's a good question. So here we get into the stability issue. And, and the, the, the quick answer is no, you, you should not travel because immediately you're in a position of being unstable. Unfortunately, and this happened to me, I, I had to have a hip replacement back and I found out in January, 2018. So from, from that point on, I was not stable medically. I had to wait actually until my surgery, which was seven months later. And then I had a couple of months of physio after that. So it wasn't until 90 days after my physiotherapy treatment had ended that I was again in the, the clear and I could travel. So that would have been part of your stability clause, right? Yes, sure. So for example, had I traveled and let's say I had tripped and fallen and broken a hip, well, the insurance company is going to go, well, you know, of course we're not covering your hip. You knew you had a problem. I wasn't well. That's understandable. Now, one of the questions I've had in the past is if I purchase my coverage on June 15th to start for July 1st, but then something happens and I leave earlier for my trip prior to July 1st, Will I still be covered for that trip? Uh, George, I'm glad you asked that question because uh, unfortunately, no. Your travel insurance commences the date your policy starts. So if you are retiring at the end of June, which many people do, and your coverage becomes effective July 1st, uh, you need to plan your trip post-July 1st or purchase alternative coverage if you're leaving before July 1st. Thank you for that. I would like to thank you both and also our listeners for tuning in. Before we sign off, I would also like to remind everyone that OTIP is offering our workshops online. So please visit our website at www.otip.com or call into our life and living benefits line at 1-800-267-6847 if you have any questions. If you have any questions or comments concerning this podcast, please contact us at OTIP events at OTIP.com. Again, this is OTIP events at OTIP.com. Thank you and goodbye.